right, welcome into Without a Mic uh, again. We are back with another review. Um, so this is the show where we cover movies, TV shows, industry updates, um, life topics. Uh, today, um, you got me, Roger Baugh, Spencer Cook here, and we're doing a popcorn review. This is sort of our episode um, 14 as well uh, for the movie Coda, C-O-D-A. So we'll be giving you a, a little bit shorter review than you're used to. Uh, going over our thoughts on the movie. Um, it is nominated for several Oscars, and it has won several awards already. Um, so definitely one that's relevant. So let's jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. So this was uh, an intriguing film. So the director is Sion Heater, and I probably said that wrong, but Sion Heater, who's relatively low-key. They're known for Orange in the New Black, which was a popular TV series um, a couple years ago, I don't. I think it came out like ten plus years ago. But once again, I did not see that series. But I understand that that was kind of a popular series. Um, this stars Emilia Jones, Marley Matlin, Troy Kotsur, Daniel Durant, and probably the biggest name in my opinion, uh, at least one that I recognize, was Eugenio Derbez. I probably said mm-hmm. that exceptionally wrong, but he's definitely the big face that you kind of recognize, where you're like, oh, I've seen him in something before. While Daniel Durant, Troy Kutzer, Marley Matlin, they were all deaf. And so they're all deaf actors and actresses. And Troy Kutzer actually won a SAG award. Um, I believe he won, right? Didn't he win? Yes, he did. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so he, he just won, which, by the way, we'll get into this, but he well-deserved. Uh, he did a great job. And yeah, so that's, that's the cast. Um, this had a $10 million budget. Um, they grossed a over just a little over a million dollars, but once again, Apple bought um, the rights to this entire film mm-hmm. for twenty five million dollars and put it on Apple TV Plus. So we don't really know the numbers because it was immediately put on a streaming platform. But great success! I mean, Apple got a major deal for buying a buying this film for twenty five million. If you're not familiar, yeah. um, I believe. Tenant by uh, Christopher Nolan was just over $255 million. That that was their budget. <laughs> so this film being made for 10 and then being bought for 25 is not a bad deal. So let's get into it, man. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so um, first of all, CODA, C-O-D-A, stands for Child of Deaf Adults. Um, and that's what this story is about. So you have this girl who can who is not deaf, who is in a family with a brother and two parents who are deaf. And so it's sort of her experience as she goes through um joining a a choir you know she has a crush on this boy um she also has to help her family um they're they're fishermen so she goes out on the boat with them because she's the only one who can hear and is sort of their ears out there and and helps them on the boat um so that's sort of the premise of it um i thought it was it was very fresh and an original idea um you know we've seen these sort of teen going through life has to figure themselves out situations before but i feel like you know that's kind of like okay you know it's like oh you want to be in drama class like oh no the bullies hate me and you know you know i I, my best friend you know dates this guy i like and then it all works out in the end but the thing that i thought about this one was like you saw how seriously like the need that her family had for her was and so as she's trying to decide you know should i go to college should i stay and help my family like that's not just like a light thing. Like, Oh, I want to be around my family. Cause I like being around them. Like, what do I do? It's like my family would literally struggle making a living if I'm not here to help. Like, how do I reconcile that? So I thought it was very emotional and very like, um, like I said, fresh and unique in the way that it sort of portrayed this, this teenage story. Um, 
and it had a lot of really heartfelt moments. Um, the end was like a real tearjerker for me at least. Um, and so I think overall it just felt fresh and unique and for the most part, the cast did an outstanding job acting. Yeah, I think I'm kind of right in line with that. Um, by the way, this this film was nominated for three Oscars, so Best Motion Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, which was Troy Kutzer, who plays the dad, mm-hmm. by the way, um, and then Correct. Best Adapted Screenplay by Sion Heater. So that tells me that this was inspired by an original screenplay at some point, but I did not read that. I don't know if there was a, a film in the past that was made in regards to this um, but that's something that I, I need to look into. First thing that kind of catches my attention is the authenticity of this film. When I, when I turned this film on, cause you know, we decided to watch it here and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be in for this kind of cinematic experience about this, this child who has a, a deaf family and mm-hmm. it's so like utterly authentic and independent and small and low key. And you, you feel like you're kind of walking around with kind of this like high quality, camera and you're just making a home video that's kind of how you feel throughout this film and funny enough you know there are many times that i watch films that have the same type of emotion and aspect to it that i really don't enjoy but with this one it it fit the bill i mean this is this is about a very small family a very local family that you know they're they they pretty much they they're fisher men and women for a living you know that's what they do and it was, it was everything about this film was such it was local and i really liked that mm-hmm. and the the comedic performances were so authentic and real they didn't force anything it was very much like how i would talk to my friends it's how i would talk to my siblings it's how i would talk to my parents and i feel like at many times they forced that comedic atmosphere while this felt very natural and i think that's where troy Kutzer really comes in because the dad He's the heart and soul of, of the emotions. I told Roger when I watched this that he's the anchor of all emotions throughout this film. So everything right. that you feel, like in regards to the end, you feel mainly because of him and his relationship with his daughter who's played by Emilia Jones. And if I had one kind of down point, um, I would say it was Marley Matlin who plays the mother. I just felt like her emotions were a little bit forced, but nothing to persuade me that this film was not great or that she didn't do you know, a decent job. She still performed well. I just felt like, you know, she her performance was a little bit off compared to the rest. I really enjoyed the brother, Daniel Durant. I thought he did a great job. Um, so everybody in their collective roles, I think, did a really good job. It's very authentic. It's very real. The comedic presence is there. And then, of course, at the end, I'm in the same boat as Roger. I, I teared up, you know, I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely cried, you know, I, I expressed my emotions because it puts you in that state of mind. And so ultimately I, I was a, I was a big fan of this film and it, it kind of surprised me in ways that I didn't think it would. Yeah. When I went into it, I had really no idea other, I had heard that it involved deaf actors. I didn't even know what CODA meant. So I went into it completely open-minded. I had no idea what was going on. And after watching it, you know, it, it hit me really hard at the end. Um, in a in a way that wouldn't have been possible if if this film did not involve you know a deaf family and deaf actors right so um, again just going back to that unique kind of fresh feel like I've never seen an ending like this before in a movie which is you know something I don't say a lot right so um, again I think that like I, I agree with your assessment of the acting you know I think Troy Kotzer was the was the pinnacle um, but when you do a movie like this with a small main 
group of actors like their performances have to all be on a higher level because there's less distribution um and i, I agree the 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 mother she was it felt a little forced but again she still did a great job you know um, but I think it was just because Troy did so well and he did like an award, a legitimate award-winning performance that you could see that difference there. Um, and again, I think, like you mentioned before, like just the, the, the humor and the interactions that happened, um, if anything, for anyone who doesn't interact with um, a deaf person on a regular basis, I think it, it was like such a cool thing to just show how normal they are. And, you know, they have, they have you know, they're just like us, you know, um, and I think that was a really important message to share, and especially as we sort of see deaf actors sort of becoming more prevalent now. You know, you got a quiet place. Um, you have a, a main actor, actress in there who's deaf. Um, you have, which was written by John Krasinski, to sort of showcase what it's like to be deaf. You've got Coda um, in the Eternals. One of the main actresses there is also deaf. Um, so I think we're starting to see this become a little bit more mainstream, which I think is awesome. Um, it expands, you know, sort of not only opportunities for people who are deaf, um, but also just, you know, sort of the stories you can tell. Because again, you couldn't have told this same story with a, with a cast that wasn't deaf. So um, just hats off to them. Well deserved. I think it, I don't think it'll win Best Picture, but I definitely think it deserved to be nominated for Best Picture for, for how well everything came together. Um, and just that the ending is it, it's just one of those movies I don't want to spoil it um, typically in these popcorn reviews we don't spoil it but um, definitely one to see for yourself and experience that story I think it's a beautiful message and a beautiful story um, that anyone can enjoy yeah and before I you know kind of give my overall rating this is on Apple TV plus um, so if you do have Apple TV plus um, you have access to that I do have some interesting mm -hmm. facts I just have three of them regarding this film that I personally found interesting. So Emilia Jones, who plays the main girl, she plays the daughter, Dakota, you know, the child of deaf mm -hmm. adults. Um, she spent nine months learning American Sign Language, having singing lessons, and learning how to operate a fishing trawler all at once. So it's That's quite amazing. impressive. Yeah, it's quite impressive that, you know, I, I actually thought that she, she knew sign language before she got cast in this role, um, but apparently she didn't. Um, and then the second piece is the onset interpreters were all codas, which is really, really cool. So all wow. the onset interpreters were codas. And I think that it, it probably added to the atmosphere and the energy on set because this was a very high emotional and low emotional. And you kind of went on this roller coaster of emotions throughout the film. And I feel like having these onset interpreters all being codas probably added to the authenticity of those emotions. And then. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, when Ruby um, signs, I love you, she crosses her index fingers, which means I really love you, which I really like. Um, I, I had no idea. I don't know sign language. So when I read that, I was like, that's, that's a great piece to keep in mind if you have not seen the film and you see it for the first time. Yeah, the, I, I, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I know that the I love you sign is sort of like the Spider-Man hand, but turned so that your fingers are pointing upward. Um, so when she crossed her fingers, I was like, I wonder what that means. Um, but that, that's, that's awesome. Cause you know, it's, it's used sparingly in the film. So yeah, I'll say that, but, um, understanding that gives it more meaning. So that's a good point. Um, if you're watch, if you're going to watch it afterwards, that'll help you appreciate certain moments in the movie more, um, for knowing that. So good yeah. tip. 
Um, so like like I do with my my standard film reviews, I always rate them one out of ten, one being the worst, ten being the best. Um, in my opinion, this film gets an eight point two um, for being as authentic and low key and local. And just really small. I mean, the cast was small. The communication was very intimate between certain cast members. Um, and even just like the visuals, it was authentically beautiful. They didn't need to add much, you know, post-processing. They didn't need to add much, you know, lens or different filters or, or whatever the case was. They literally just used the natural lighting that they were given. So cinematically, I thought that they did a really good job with what they had. And then Acting wise, you know, no major complaints. I was a little thrown off from time to time, but I think you made a great point in regards to Marley Matlin. She was competing against somebody who literally has an Oscar, you know, nominating, you know, performance. And so when you, when you yeah. go up against somebody like that and you're in every scene together, I think that can definitely separate the two. So I think you made a major point there. But yeah, ultimately the story, the story arc is major. I think that's why you get a little bit emotional at the end because there's there's this very slow buildup. Uh, you don't notice right. it. You know, it's not over the top. It's not in your face. But there's a slow buildup that you only recognize at the end of the film where you're like, oh my God, now I understand this buildup that's been happening. And, and I didn't notice it until now. So 8.2 for me, um, I am curious to, I know that you do your, your ratings a little bit different, but once you give your rating, I also want to know, um, if you don't think Coda is going to win, do you have a personal favorite for best picture? Um, so my rating scale again, is I sort of do, you know, when you talk to people, you know, they're usually like, you have to see this movie. Um, I would watch it at some point, not like urgently. Um, it was okay, and then it wasn't very good at all. So on my scale, I, I'd say it actually falls between like, yes, definitely go watch it like urgently, and it was really good. You know, check it out at some point. I think it's one that, it's a film I would recommend to anybody because I think there's a message there for everybody. Whether or not it's like urgently, like the next time you watch a movie, it better be Coda. I, I wouldn't push it that far but I would definitely recommend at least at some point I would watch it. So make plans to watch it. If you don't have Apple TV plus, again, I think you can get a monthly subscription for $4.99. Um, you can watch Coda. You can watch some of the other things we've recommended um, on there, but it's definitely worth seeing. And if, if you think about it in like terms of movie tickets, if you want to watch a movie, you know, it's, you know, 10, 12, $15 at the theater for 4.99 to watch Coda and everything else on Apple TV Plus for a month, I think that's a good value purchase. Um, so I would say it's really good, but I wouldn't necessarily say you have to prioritize it right now. However, with the Oscars coming up, I think there's definitely value in watching it so you understand sort of what why this movie is in the running and and if you enjoy watching the Oscars, I definitely would recommend watching it before next uh, the Oscars start next week. Um, as far as uh, the, did you say the best movie? The my yeah, pick for the best movie think, in the Oscars. Yeah, what do you think will win Best Picture? Yeah, I honestly, it's really difficult. It's I can't say I really can't. It's there's I feel like is there one that you want to win? Do I want to win? Oof. Yeah, so you don't know I, who will win, but there's one that difficult. you may, you might <laughs> want to win. I don't on I haven't seen much about Macbeth. Um is that that's nominated, right? It's not it's not nominated. It was nominated oh, for just, many others. Yeah, so it was a Golden Globe nomination, but it was Denzel's wasn't. nominated for best actor for it, right, though. Uh let me see. 
Uh, I believe he is. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. He's nominated. Okay, yeah, that's where I got mixed up. So I would, in a, in some part of me, would love to see Coda win just because of how small and like how intimate and like how much of a passion project it was. And it, you know, to beat out all these other big films, I would, I would like, I, I think that would be amazing. Like, um, and it would be such a testament to sort of um, this this cast specifically. Um, I'd love to see Dune win. Um, I think out of all of them, Dune was my personal favorite movie of the ones that are in the running. Um, it's it's tough. I feel like most years there's a couple <laughs> films at the top. You're like, it's one of these two and everyone picks a side. This one, it's just a, a buffet of different styles and flavors and options. And I, I can't. I can't pick one. I, there's so many that I'd be happy to see win for different reasons. And I'm sort of just excited to, as a fan, just see who ends up with the win and, and just celebrate that. What about you? Yeah. I, I honestly, man, that's not a, gr- that's not a bad point at all. Cause it's a, it's a safer point. So I'll give you that one, but it's also understandable. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a very difficult year. I will say this. The only film I have not seen as the, as a nomination for best picture is drive my car, which is a foreign film. And I'm very excited to watch it. Um, however, I do think uh, Tick, Tick, Boom got snubbed. I think Tick, Tick, Boom should be a nomination for Best Picture. I don't think Don't Look Up should be on there. I also personally don't don't believe West Side Story should be on there, but I, I understand West Side Story more than I understand Don't Look Up. Um, mm-hmm. But if I had to pick, my personal favorite is Dune. I, I think Dune was phenomenal yeah. in every aspect. What I think will win, I think it's leaning a little bit more towards the power of the dog, um, Belfast, and potentially Coda. Um, and I, I think I'm going to lean towards the power of the dog. But Yeah, that feels like the one that's going to win. Yeah. But again, there, it's like, you know, there's such different movies. Like Coda's this small team with, you know, deaf actors that's really breaking boundaries. You've got Power of the Dog, which is like, this long drawn out like you know deep story and then you've got dune which is like a cinematic experience and then you've got you know all these different things you know they're very different very different so it's it's absolutely going to be tough but i do think coda has a shot i don't yeah i don't i don't think don't look up is going to win i just don't like no no i I mean if i I don't see that at all if I had any like dark horses that I'm like, wow, I could actually see them winning, but they're not being talked about and I'm not talking about them at all. I feel like Licorice Pizza is a good call for like a kind of a dark horse because it's it's such a nostalgic film and they have a great cast and this the story is very just like relatable. But apart from that, I mean, they, they're all great films. Like I've said this on our um, on our podcast before about Belfast. Belfast is a little slow, but it's so mm-hmm. utterly authentic and so beautiful with the black and white that like I understand why it's it's a top runner. But yeah, it's it's a tough call this year. I know we're definitely going to make more content regarding the Oscars um, as it comes up next weekend. But yeah, tough choice. But Coda, I think Coda did great, and I thought with the atmosphere the budget, the acting performances, and the message that they're trying to portray, they did exactly that. Yep, absolutely. So definitely check out Coda. Again, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, fantastic movie, fantastic story. Um, we both gave it a high rating, so definitely one to see, and especially going into the Oscars. If you Again, if you follow that and you want to stay up to date, um, Coda is one I would recommend. It's not horribly long either, so... Um, you, you could definitely finish it on a weeknight and not have to stay up too late. So 
Um, check it out. Let us know what you think about Coda. If you have any, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the Oscars? Who's going to win? You know, let us know as we ramp up. You know, we'd love to, we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, who you think is going to win. Cool. We'll see you guys next time.